They've said that we'd grow out of it. Well, the joke's on them, that's just our brains. We're eccentric, loud, and stubborn. And most of our clothing is covered in stains. It's not a deficit of attention. There's just too much to think about. So if executive dysfunction becomes a little too much, if you forgot why you came in this room or you're hypersensitive to touch then put on your seamless socks and come join our little flock bitches stimming together we're weirds of a feather weirds of a feather ah! welcome to weirds of a feather Hello. Hello. I'm your host, Kristen. And I'm your host, Grace. I'm excited. I am too. This is an ADHD adjacent podcast. But it's like extra special. It is extra special. Today is a big deal. We have our first ever guest in the Wolf Studio. Whoop whoop. Today we are joined by my husband, Ian. Hello. Or as some people like to call him, Tall Rudd. <laughs> tall Rudd, I'll take it. Because he looks like a tall Paul Rudd. Tall Red, it's genius. We'll post some pictures, don't worry. Some side-by-sides. It's uncanny. Welcome to the pod loft. Well, thank you. How's everyone doing? I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm really, I'm fine. I'm having a great time. Ian Pell, how's your week going? It's going pretty good. Uh, it's still early, though. It's Monday. But uh, yeah, it's going well. So how we're going to do this with a guest on the pod is we are going to have them take us through their ADHD journey and hear about, you know, some of their biggest ADHD traits, what it was like being a little weirdo child with ADHD, and then we'll get into some fun segments. So Ian, why don't you start us off by telling us about your ADHD journey? I was a little little Adderall bro when I was <laughs> in uh, in elementary school. I remember going on meds. When I was in the fourth, third or fourth grade, I think, and really all of my like public school career, if you will, uh, was spent with ADHD meds like uh, Adderall, Ritalin, a couple other ones, one other one. Hmm. Um, but that I it was pretty it was pretty miserable. It was pretty like pretty terrible back then. It, it, it really really affected my like my mood and my diet and my sleeping and. A lot of that stuff and it really it kind of unfortunately gave me a, a bad you know feeling about trying meds and stuff like that so um but then as i as i got older like in high school i stopped taking meds i like refused to take them just because they made me feel like crap and i went a while without and it was it was good i kind of like it was new and i kind of like got used to being normal again i shouldn't say that yes <laughs> i don't know about normal Rude. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, yeah yeah it was just like it was just different you know no meds and braces uh, um, when were you diagnosed first i think that was yeah that was like third or fourth grade and then when you were taking meds were you also doing therapy or just just meds only no, yeah, it was just meds. I remember, and I wasn't really, I like my official diagnosis back then was ADD, not ADHD, which was probably just like, at that point, it was, you know, just like a mild 
mild air quotes. Mm. Well, it's not so much mild as it's inattentive type. And now they are both, for some reason, they were both absorbed into the name ADHD. So in the DSM-5, it's just called ADHD, but you can have inattentive type ADHD, which doesn't make sense because there's no hyperactivity in there. Or you can have hyperactive type or combined type. A blend. Mm. Yes. No blend here. (laughs) Just straight unadulterated unattentive (laughs) yeah you are pretty inattentive type no he has some hyperactivity traits well i recently heard which makes sense that inattentive type is hyperactivity of the mind Ooh, that makes a lot of sense yes because sometimes i mean they've definitely gone through a lot of phases where i was like super but it was like my hyper focus you know it was Mm. like super into like kind of more extreme sports and outdoor sports and stuff like that but I mean, I could also definitely just like hang out on the couch and play Xbox too, you know. Yeah, my brain never, never stops, never shuts up. It's hard. Hmm. Yeah, and then I got off meds in like probably like in high school, like sophomore year, junior year of high school, and and that was great. It really like totally changed my like mood and my acne cleared up a little bit, and like I lost some weight and grew like you know gained like some some inches i guess (laughs) and yeah was this due to just puberty or was this due to not being on meds yeah that could tell us about your puberty yeah this sounds a lot like puberty my puberty was a lot like my meds you could say (laughs) uh no i yeah a hundred percent it could it could a hundred percent be that but yeah, it was probably. I feel like this is more, a case of correlation does not yeah, equal causation. It's probably just coincidence for but, how that. Yeah, you know, I wasn't there, so I don't know. <laughs> you weren't there for Ian's puberty. Yeah. <laughs> I we wish were, I was. We were. We. Oh, what a time! <laughs> we we were. You know, we could have though. We could have been passing each other in the hallway. You never know. Why don't you tell us about how your ADHD has kind of manifested during your adult years and maybe some of your biggest ADHD? Yeah, traits. weren't you in the military? Sure was. Yeah, that was that's kind of where things got interesting with the ADHD stuff because I like had to go back to my doctor and get a waiver to get in the military because of it. And they basically like won't give you like they the military will not give you like medication for ADHD. Hold on. Can I ask a clarification yeah. question? And and if this is too personal, we can move along. A waiver for what? Like a waiver for, that you're like medically sound, mentally sound to go into the because you have ADHD. I, I don't. I, I guess I couldn't really say exactly what it was for, but I I had to get a waiver from a doctor saying that I was like I don't know either like I didn't have it anymore or like what? yeah that happened because that's a thing. It, yeah, yeah. Grew out of his brain. <laughs> yeah, grew out of that inattentiveness. But also, it seems really dangerous. So if you have ADHD in the military, you can't be on medication like if anything wouldn't you want those people to be medicated if they need it this makes no sense here we're gonna give you a bunch of guns but don't take the medications that make your brain work yeah (laughs) go into combat and but don't forget to uh take the safety off and make sure your clips loaded and you know all that stuff but yeah so yeah it was it was pretty crazy and like kind of difficult to get it to to get a waiver to go in the military and like I had to push back a lot, which is interesting because I thought they were just like letting anybody in there, you know. <laughs> yeah, Maybe I mean I just... they kind of do, but <laughs> I do remember. I'm trying to think. It didn't now. Like looking back on it, I don't think it really 
affected me differently because like the military and like my job w were kind of like a little hyper focus I guess like looking back and talking with you mm. it was kind of easy for me like I got honestly got a lot of commendations and awards the first two years that I was in and then after that it was very opposite it's it sounds like and maybe this is me just like generalizing like being in the military boot camp all that highly stimulating like you're doing you got guns you mm. target practice you're doing drills you you always got things to do and it's also highly like structured which I know I benefit from a lot of structure and so maybe that's why you did really well and, and, and maybe not but that's what I'm thinking is maybe because there's so much structure there's always something to do there's so much there's so much dope in there there's so many dopamine filled so activities dope. I think you're right because like there is, like, it's so much new stuff all at once, you know? It's just like, yeah. But but also, you're sleep-deprived, and you're eating shitty food. The The worst thing, honestly, like, about the military in general was being forced to eat food at certain times of the day, when mm -hmm. it's just like, I need food when I need food, Yep. you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Yeah, that sounds tough. <laughs> yeah, that was rough. Yeah, and it also sounds like it's very stressful, and as someone who has a job where they thrive off of the stress... I can relate to that. Hmm. I definitely was thriving off of that. I was thriving off the just that adrenaline rush. You know, you just yeah. like you can't get enough. And first time I was doing search and rescue operations was pretty like after after that it was like wow this is pretty heavy. This is pretty like I want to do this again. I do I do remember. I mean, this is just me personally though. That that the things that affected me most were the sleep, the food. And I actually, like, one of the things that was kind of liberating was actually not really having to, like, fill my schedule. That was kind of great. Mm -hmm. Like like you were saying, your day is planned for you. Right. Like, you don't have to make any decisions. Yeah. I think decision fatigue is really big with me. It's nice when you have all those decisions, even, like, little ones. Like, what do I want to eat for dinner? Well, you don't get a choice. You get what they're serving. Yep. And you're like, great. That's super nice you're doing all these new things and you're learning new things i can totally see how this could be a hyper focus definitely and it also explains why so many people i'm guessing especially adhders have such a hard time getting out of the military because specifically you're like all of a sudden you don't have that structure and I, i'm sure that's difficult for everyone but especially for people with adhd we really do need structure even though we don't want to have structure we really struggle to set it for ourselves so I'm sure going from having every single aspect of your day structured and scheduled and planned for you to literally no structure or plan, you know, that's going to obviously be super difficult. Yeah, it was it was cool not having to worry about the schedule. Like every day was different. Like you were there at the same time. Like all the decisions were made for you, but every day was different, you know, basically, which was cool. But also was one of the things that burned me out quick like you were just saying Kristen to, yeah I was just about to say you kind of make me want to join the military it sounds like <laughs> all this dopamine don't <laughs> I don't think they would take me you you actually you'd be you'd be a pretty badass officer I... you, you could be a PA in the in the military pretty easily oh. yeah you could would they pay off my student loans absolutely oh. they would yeah. Oh. yeah are you joining the navy right um, now <laughs> excuse me guys captain Kristen. <laughs> Call me captain. Do I get one of those cool, oh, I'm thinking of like the, do you get those in the Navy? Do you get those hats that look like, remember like Skipper from Gilligan's Island? He had that hat. Do you get those? Oh yeah. Dixie cup. It's called I'm Dixie not cup. seeing a bad side right now. But you, you, your smart ass would definitely be an officer. 
you wouldn't be slumming it with the enlisted. I feel like I would get in trouble. Yeah, be yell, like, yelling I mean, everybody A-cab does. to my superior. Yeah. <laughs> you can't like, tell no, me what to do. I mean, I I got in trouble in the navy. <laughs> well, you are mouthy. I am you know, mouthy, but yeah. that is a trait of I ADHD. Made, I made rank very fast too mm. because my job was intense and I got good evaluations. But that was the thing is like, in the beginning there was like oh I I did a four year stint and it was like the first half like I got I got like two awards and like a couple medals for like a good conduct yeah it was like I actually just found it the other day when I should have brought it I got blue jacket of the quarter which is a prestigious award of the blue jacket yeah it's quiet quiet. (laughs) no but actually it was pretty cool it was like this was actually after I became a rescue swimmer so that was huge that was like really big I got the the highest evaluation that you can get. I was like volunteering for all these things on the ship. I was, you know, working on getting this master helmsman qualification and basically like because I was the rescue swimmer on the ship, had to train all these officers that would these new officers that would come in on how to do certain things in the boat. And so like, you know, I just like kind of made a name for myself around the ship and the captain really liked me and it was cool. And then uh, after my first deployment, I did I got a Navy and Marine Corps Achievement Medal for a VBSS operation that we did, which is visit, board, search, and seizure. <laughs> that sounds incredible. Yeah, it was pretty cool. This is, this this is, is quite – I had no idea. We've known each other for quite a while, I would say. Yeah. I had no idea. I, I'm – it's not that I didn't respect you before, but I found this newfound respect. I respect <laughs> you. It was you were like a level ten. Now you're up to an eleven. Yeah, I'll take it. It's out of twenty. No, I'm <laughs> it's out of ten. It's out of ten. What would you say are your biggest ADHD traits, both positive and maybe some difficult ones? Hmm. Well, my signature trait is definitely my terrible memory. Yes, can confirm. Um, can confirm. And, but I am also I don't know. I feel like. I am pretty good at like being able to this is very specific but like I've always been able to like kind of use my peripherals. I've always been able to use my whole field of vision and look for like tiny movements and stuff like that. So I feel like it has helped me to be like very very particular and look and and pay attention to details. Mm. Like a goat. Fun fact. <laughs> Goats have um, rectangular pupils, so their peripheral vision is better. Dang. You're a goat. He cool. loves, you okay. love goats. You love goats. I do love goats. Oh, it's oh. all making sense I now. I love goats. It's all coming together. We're definitely getting goats when we buy a house. Yeah, I'll get yeah. some goats. Yeah. I'm going to be over there all the time. Yeah. I love goats. Hanging out with our goats. Goat me. <laughs> <laughs> there is a theory that the ADHD brain is the hunter-gatherer brain and neurotypical brains are the farmer brains. And so they kind of evolve. I don't know if it's, I wouldn't call it evolved. I wouldn't say they're more evolved than we are. But basically their brains adapted to the farmer lifestyle where you're doing the same thing day to day. You have like long-term goals that you're working towards. It's not really like super exciting. Whereas the ADHD brain is that hunter-gatherer brain. So we do struggle to kind of do these consistent things, but we are very good at, you know, going out and having things be different every day, getting that rush of dopamine and adrenaline. And part of that is being good at being kind of on high alert for better or worse, but also having a good, you know, good understanding of your surroundings and always kind of being able to keep things in your periphery. So that could fit in with that theory. That's a really cool theory. Mm. That's really cool. Mm. That is cool. 
This is very interesting. Let's talk about your uh, your life as a citizen. Huh? Terminology. Ooh. Yeah, one of the searches yeah. I work with was in the Air Force, so I, I've I've picked up a little bit of the lingo. Did you mean civilian? Yeah. Fuck. We're all citizens. Really bragging, dang yeah. it! Bragging yeah. about knowing that. I was word. really excited really for that. Laying one. it on thick over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know some people in the military. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so stupid. I got out of the military in 2017, and after I got out of the military, I went on to get certified as an EMT and then realized that I kind of needed a break from that. Just kind of high speed adrenaline rush stuff. And so I took a step back and kind of reevaluated and decided to try out the trades and started doing some electrician classes and um, a lot of stuff like that. And that just like the trades are full of i was gonna say unvaccinated but that is also true yes uh, <laughs> uh neurodivergent people mm, yes. that makes sense yeah and that was super cool like i wonder i bet there's like many more neurodivergent people in the trades than are not so that's like kind of my background and then as an adult so i've been doing that i've been working as uh, a project manager lately i've been doing uh, carpentry stuff and building camper vans. Check out uh, Peak Builders if you want to. Good drop. Give us a follow. That is a good drop. <laughs> and but also uh, they do great work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, so yeah, I was doing doing a lot of building stuff. And uh, after we moved back from the West Coast, I kind of decided it was time to give meds a try again. And I had been on some anxiety meds for for a couple years, and they just weren't really doing exactly what I wanted. It was it was really helping, just kind of like mellow me out. But I needed something to kind of like really lock on, and talked to my doctor about uh, some ADHD meds recently, and I've been on them for a month and a half, two months, and it's a non-stimulant called Stratera, which is it's like eighteen milligrams, and I am a big boy. <laughs> 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 and it's like it was perfect it was just like I, I took it you know just like the first day I took it I I've literally have told everybody this that I possibly can that it was like time slowed down you know it was just like my field of vision just kind of like widened a little bit and just like I was able to focus much easier and just kind of had more like this feeling of drive it was good it, it's it's I'm really I'm happy that I gave it another chance as an adult now and because um, I definitely could have been just like bitter and resentful from, you know, doing like using or having meds hmm. when I was younger. Yeah, I feel like that's such a common experience with people who were on meds as children, whereas I wasn't put on meds until I was an adult. So it's different for me. You know, I really appreciate my meds and I because I want to be on them, them and I'm choosing to be on them. I know it's much different for kids who are put on them as children. You know, you're not, you don't want to sit and focus all day when you're a child. You want to go out and have fun. So I'm glad that didn't like ruin your experience with them because they can be very helpful. You just need to figure out what's right for your brain and you need to want to be on them. Yeah, I feel like a lot of it was kind of being picky about um, who I talk to as a therapist and who I go to see as a doctor, which I think is huge. Mm. And something that I 
really value now is is finding someone that I'm comfortable with and someone who is open-minded enough to, you know, try different things. And I've been seeing this this great therapist and he he calls it a buffet style. And we just throw a bunch of things and see what sticks. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. I also think, you know, medication is great, but the real thing is or not the real thing, but it it is works even better when you have the tools that you need through therapy. And that I think is with any mental illness or neurodivergency, you know, with depression, anxiety, ADHD, bipolar, any sort of personality disorder. Sure, medications can help, but the long-term behaviors that need to be and tools that need that you need to develop to kind of help yourself in life come with therapy. And I think treatment goes much better when you do like a combo of the two rather than just only therapy or only medication. I think therapy is very helpful. And I think a lot of people think, oh, I'll just take this pill and it will get better. And that's not really it at all. And I think, Grace, you touched upon that on Mm -hmm. our earlier episode. You really need to learn those tools to help yourself get through this life i guess (laughs) well it's it's like our analogy with how dopamine is the gas in the car let's say the meds give you more gas in your car you still need to know where you're going and how to get there so you still need to know what pedal to push yeah so just gassing up your car aka just taking meds isn't going to get you there if you don't actually have a map so counseling and coaching and therapy can kind of in combination with those meds can help you use some ADHD strategies on top of having the dopamine to actually, you know, go forward with those strategies. I personally, just from my personal experience, I couldn't agree more. I've just been, especially lately as an adult now, like I've I've found the right therapist, you know, and one thing I definitely would mention too is like, I was in the military, I deployed. And when I got out, I went to go see a military therapist, which, you know, for me personally was you know, a really bad decision to make because it just kind of turned into like a pissing contest, you know, and just like who, you know, we, it just, it, it went from me telling, you know, what's going on with me and, and getting, you know, figuring out a way to like help me to, you know, like I would tell one, I would tell a story, he would tell a story. And also I was in the Navy. He was an officer in the army. So it's just like, it just Very didn't different experiences. Yeah. It just, none of it lined up, you know, the army Navy thing and the officer enlisted thing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so I, I would just say like, be very picky about who you go to see. Like, I know it's tough nowadays to, to get in with therapists, but like, you know, if it, it's not going to do anything for you, if anything, it might do damage. If the vibes aren't right. Say don't. I might. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's an important thing to keep in mind. I think, you know, people just think of therapy as, all right, you start therapy and now you're in therapy, but Mm. you really do kind of have to shop around. And if someone isn't, you know, there's all different types of therapists, different types of therapy, and don't just settle with the first one you get, you know, if it's not helping you out. It's hard to recognize, I feel like, but once you do start recognizing it, you can kind of set those boundaries for yourself and have those standards for yourself of what's going to help you specifically. That's great. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. Ian sharing your story. Sometimes it's hard to share your, like your, you know, intimate struggles in life. But I appreciate you coming here. Yeah. Thanks for sharing your ADHD story with us. Yeah. Your journey. I'm happy to. I feel like I have a pretty unique 
perspective as a straight white man. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> we don't get enough of that perspective. <laughs> if anything, yeah. we need more straight white men. Absolutely. I'm spread the that. spread the good word. <laughs> <laughs> right. Shall we get into our little ADHD accomplishments? I'm ready. Little, little accomplishments are big in our hearts. hearts. Oh, good job. Okay. Good job, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Ian, you want to walk us through your little accomplishment? Today? I would love to. I'm excited. I have two this week. Double accomplishment and double, double in our heart. Accomplishment. I last week called and made an appointment to take my van to the shop, my work van to the shop. This uh, sexy little 05 uh, Chevy Astro in piss yellow. And uh, so made an appointment, super proud. Sunday we go drop it off. I get a call from the auto tech this morning and he's like hey yeah you know like we just got the van we're just you know wondering it's it's pretty early like you, you dropped it off early i didn't know this yeah, <laughs> yeah. i'm finding this out live on the pod so <laughs> so luckily they're like pretty cool and like knew my dad and my grandfather and they're like no i think we can squeeze it in but it's just like th- i feel like this is like literally a prime example of like ADHD. Yeah. When was the appointment? Oh, it's for like a week from now. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. oh I thought you meant like I got there like three hours early. No, 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 no. Oh I dropped it off like a week early. I didn't, what the hell? <laughs> I found that out today. Yeah. Classic yeah, Ian. yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. It it's is. just like it's classic. Yeah, it is. Yes. <laughs> um. So, yeah, that was cool. What's your other accomplishment? Um, What's your actual accomplishment? Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I feel like get, making the appointment was a step forward, and then dropping off a week early was a step back, oh. unfortunately. So yeah. we're where we started, but I have two, so we're good. <laughs> I made a little uh, rack, a little wooden rack for extra wood and building materials at a shop that Grace's dad and I have together. Yeah, we have, good we, job. We've got a sweet setup. Woohoo, good yeah. job. Yay, <laughs> that's yeah. an accomplishment. Yeah. Yep, Chris. Would you like to share your accomplishment? Yes. <laughs> All right. For my little ADHD accomplishment this week, it is sound editing. Oh, man. I have been sound editing my life away. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. Yes. Yeah. Thanks for hyping me up. Yeah, it is taking me forever. You know, I mentioned my auditory processing disorder last week. So it definitely takes my brain a while to kind of have the words catch up with what I'm hearing. But I am learning. I don't want to talk about Kylie every single episode. It sounds like we're secret lovers, but Kylie... It's because they are. (laughs) Yes. Kylie is the queen of podcasting, and she has been extremely helpful with learning how to podcast and kind of figuring out what to do. And she just knows everything all the time. And if she doesn't, she makes it up, and she's very good at it. So she has been helping me with figuring out sound editing, and I'm finally, I think, getting the hang of it and kind of getting in a rhythm with it. So I am proud of myself for doing sound editing. I'm getting stronger by the day. Good job. Thank you. You have been working tirelessly on this podcast, I will say. Oh, I'm very tired. Yeah. <laughs> but I have been working tired, tiredly <laughs> on sound editing. Yeah. Kristen, uh, I just want, I, I have I have more things to say about that. Um, <laughs> hi, hi, hi. My name's Kristen. <laughs> nope. Not necessarily. We're a half an hour. Uh, this yeah. <laughs> just want to introduce. Just, if you if you just if you just picked up where where we are now, <laughs> for some reason, you're tuning in now. Um, I'm really proud of you too that you've like picked up a whole new like set of skills with like the technology, the onboarding. 
you know, every time we have these little meetings, I have to learn a new thing, like how to do social media correctly. And you would think I would know how to do that. I don't. And I'm really proud of you. You've learned quite a lot in such a little amount of time. And you're very good at it. And I'm proud of you. Oh, thanks, guys. You are very good at it. Thank you. All right, Chris, tell us your little accomplishment. Well, my... <laughs> now I'm embarrassed. <laughs> you guys are like, I made this thing, and I made an appointment, and I learned a new skill. I've been taking vitamin D gummies because the sun is not out as much because it's the northern hemisphere, and winter is coming. So And it's, and it's Maine. It's Maine. Wait, real quick. Can I just read what you have written down? It says, I started taking vitamin D gummies because there is less sun. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, Point made. <laughs> I don't think I have to explain anything else. There's yep. less sun. Vitamin D is a vitamin that helps you like process calcium. It's good for you. It's called the sunshine vitamin. And there's been a lot of heavily debated studies on it. But basically, I started taking it. In a, and did I take them in gummy form? Yeah, because it's the only way I can take a vitamin now. You know what? Taking vitamins every day is an accomplishment, and this is exactly what this segment is about. Sometimes they'll be kind of bigger things. Other times they'll be things that seem like they're little, but they're difficult for you for some reason, and that's why we're celebrating them, because maybe it sounds silly to someone else to celebrate taking vitamin gummies every day, but that really is a big accomplishment, and it's something you want to do that's good for your body, and I'm proud of you. Thank you. I also want to say I take the gummy forms because it makes me more compliant um, and that's a big issue with me in pills and medications in general. I am not a compliant person. I never take them on time or at all. And so if, you know what, if eating a sugary gummy at, you know, six in the morning is the only way I'm going to take a vitamin, then I'm going to do it that way. But it's also a good ADHD strategy. Get that little dopamine rush. Dopamine in sugar in a gummy. But that dope. Just if you're taking vitamin gummies, make sure that you only take the recommended amount on the label. Please do not overdose yourself on gummies. That's I think that's a pretty pretty big accomplishment. I definitely probably I probably couldn't go longer than like two days in a row, two three days in a row. I've done taking. it every day this week. That's that's awesome. It's Good Monday. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's Monday night. They don't need to know that. <laughs> so one day. <laughs> Some people call me spacey. Some people call me fun. But I'm just quirky. All right, that was Ian's first. That was Ian's first kazoo experience. It was. Yeah, you'll hear it when it comes out. I used to zoo when I was a child. On my, um, did you guys ever have one of those? As a lot of '90s children did. Did you ever have one of those carpets with the the town on it? Yes. You could drive little Mashbox cars around. Yep. Those are fucking sweet. Yes, I remember those. Our child will be having one of those. Oh, okay. I wasn't fighting you on it. <laughs> no, they will. It's not like a controversial home item. Yeah. Hotly debated topic. Hot take. Well, I don't know. Have you read the research? <laughs> I remember I remember. I used to grab one end and roll up like a little carpet burrito. <laughs> of course you did. And then roll back. Oh, nice. <laughs> How did no one catch this? Yeah. Hashtag yeah. carpet burrito. <laughs> All right, this is our segment, I'm So Quirky. We're doing things a little bit differently this week. We're doing uh, We're So Quirky because we realize we have a shared psychosis. I mean, experience. <laughs> <laughs> we have a shared quirk. We do. Yes. We have, we have, the three of us have history together. Kristen has been a- I'm a third wheel. Greasy third wheel. 
across the country and back. You're not a third wheel. We're a tricycle. <laughs> yeah, we are a tricycle. Yes. Yeah, we are a tricycle. So we decided to do our We're So Quirkies together. So I guess we'll each do one. Our first We're So Quirkies, a few winters ago when we all lived on the West Coast, we went to a festival in a tiny town on the Oregon coast that celebrates the hatred of an invasive species of plant. <laughs> as you do. That's as best as I can describe that. <laughs> It's called the Gorse Festival. It's an anti-celebration to raise awareness about gorse, a.k.a. scotch broom. It is an invasive plant that was intentionally introduced to the Oregon coast by this dick, George Bennett. What a dick. Dick. In the late 1800s, and it's now rated as one of the top 100 worst invasive species worldwide. I've learned all of this from gorseactiongroup.gov. <laughs> They're really serious about it. Only in Oregon would you have this festival. Yeah, yeah. it was so bizarre. Um, gorse is extremely flammable. And in 1936, gorse played a key role in the complete burning of the town of Bandon, Oregon, which is where this festival is held. So it's like they have this big... Bandon. I could not remember the Bandon. name. Bandon. Also, we found out about this from a magazine. We were just trying to figure out something fun to do for the dreary Oregon winter. And we just went through Oregon Coast Magazine. <laughs> which I, which my mom got us for Christmas. She got us a subscription to Oregon Coast Magazine. Yeah. Thanks, thanks mom. Thank you, Judy. <laughs> and we were just looking for something fun to do. So we were, you know, just flipping through that. And we saw, oh, Gorse Festival. That might be fun. So we decided to go and check it out. The, the call I got was, hey, there's a festival about a plant that is invasive. Do you want to go? And I was like, of course I do. No other information needed. Yeah, no other information <laughs> needed. But maybe, like, the way this weekend turned out, maybe a little bit more information was needed. <laughs> um, we made the best t-shirts to go to this festival. I had a t-shirt that said, I ain't afraid of no gorse. And it had, like, you know, like the Ghostbuster symbol, but except, like, a little flower of gorse on there. And then you had a t-shirt that said, take the, go take the gorse by force. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't afraid of no gorse. That's exactly <laughs> it. Yeah. And and then we were we were trying to like look up like pictures of gorse and like gorse based things and and we both were like how do you even get rid of gorse? And the number one way to get rid of gorse is uh with diligence cuz like <laughs> diligence. <laughs> cuz it's like really really hard to get rid of cuz if you don't get rid of the root, it will just keep growing back so you have to like repeatedly like take out the whole root ball and and it will probably grow back anyway and then you have to keep taking out so diligence with a shovel so we had a little diligence shovel on our uh t-shirts and then when we went to the gorse festival the there were like park rangers there and they were like oh my god where'd you get your t-shirts <laughs> yeah there were like maybe 80 people total at this festival we thought it'd be like a kind of bigger thing and we thought i don't know we just thought we'd be funny by making homemade shirts but it looked like we were, like, the most hardcore people there. We show up and there's barely anyone in there. And we were the most hardcore people there. No one else cared about Gorse except for us. No, no, no. Okay. I don't think anybody else put in the time and dedication to prepare for this festival except for us. Yeah, they took our picture for the website. <laughs> and then they never put it on the website. No one's as diligent. <laughs> this lady's like, can I take your picture for Facebook? And we're like, oh, my God, Yeah. And then it, we check, I th checked it every day for a week, and it wasn't up there, and I'm really sad. You got to check this year. Maybe, who knows, maybe you should check uh, gorseactiongroup.gov. Four yeah. years yeah. later, it's yeah. going to be on there. Yeah, yeah, you never know. The festival was pretty sweet. They had a dartboard with this guy, George Bennett, who introduced it to Oregon. They had his face on the dartboard, and he would throw darts at his face. So it really was like a hatred of Gorse and this man, like a celebration of hating this man. And then our third, we're so quirky. 
Well, it starts, it all started with uh, me showing up so late to this festival that I didn't even go inside. <laughs> it, it was it was like nine or 10 o'clock. Lucy was in the car. I was hungry. You guys were just coming out. You had a couple drinks and were tipsy and you were ready for food. So I got there and saw it and was ready for some food. And so, yeah, so we, I, I never even set, I'm so quirky that I never even set foot in the <laughs> festival. Yeah. Um, no, but then we, yeah, we went out to some dinner with a really weird local dude. Well, as our waiter, we didn't go yeah, out he, to dinner yeah, yeah, with a weird yeah, local not, dude. Yeah, we didn't, <laughs> we went no, we went out to dinner. Went out and abandoned uh, He met a stranger hard. and then we wined and dined yeah. <laughs> As is a customary. <laughs> Ro- roaming this little Oregon beach town. <laughs> Yeah, that was an interesting night. And then, uh, you know, we thought, I guess, that that was going to be, like, the weird part of the night. But really, it was camping on the beach in a place that we have never lived in the wintertime before. We were in our roof tent on the top of our SUV. Correction, correction. You two were in a roof tent. I was in a little mini tent on the ground. Well, we could sure as fuck hear you. (laughs) (laughs) That was my tarp. It was supposed to cover both of us. And it didn't. I think we got up. You uh, you definitely got up like five times. I did not sleep. Yeah. I you, thought I was going to die. Yes. I literally felt myself in my tent in a cocoon lift up about two inches <laughs> off the ground and then shift two feet to the right. <laughs> my Myself in the tent and I was like, this is it. This is how I die. I'm going to be swept up like uh, the Little Mermaid. Nope. Um, <laughs> <laughs> little House on the Prairie. Nope. Yep. Nope. You're getting there. Close. Like up. Liz- like the Little Liz- Man Liz- from Liz- Up. Lizard of Oz. It's like a we- kite. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> it was freezing that night and yeah. the windiest night of my life, I think, right on the coast. Yeah. It was definitely like, I've been, I've like out on the ship in the middle of the ocean, I've been, I've seen some like 60, 70 mile an hour winds like go across the deck and it was like definitely pretty close to that. Like nice. ripping yep. off the water, and for some reason, no one else had decided to camp out except us. Yeah. Weird, yeah. crazy. I even had a coworker who's like really into hunting, camping, outdoor stuff, and he's like, "You're gonna, you're gonna camp on the coast out there." And I was like, "Yeah, I'm from Maine. I know the cold." <laughs> I was so wrong, and I know so... Jesse's not listening, but that was a bad decision. And I know you were trying to warn me, but maybe next time, warn harder. <laughs> <laughs> She's stubborn. Yeah, it's basically it's your fault that we camped out here. Yeah, in you February. should have done better. We so, survived. Yeah. We did survive. Yeah, after many attempts to reset Kristen's tarp. I we, didn't want to be rained on. And yes. we should have just foregoed the tarp entirely after yes. the second time we were out there with headlamps trying to rearrange it. <laughs> and oh, it was so loud. It was <laughs> this is a quick reenactment. <laughs> <laughs> and you just thought, like, <laughs> oh, sh- Kristen, shut up! <laughs> it just, just it, it sounded like I have no idea. It sounded like like all of the things were like coming to crash down on you, but didn't, and it was horrifying. None of us slept. We were all absolutely freezing. I got really sick. I woke up just like with a cold. Probably because you didn't sleep all night. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we're so quirky. <laughs> yeah, we're so quirky. Although breakfast the next morning was amazing. That's because we were all, I felt like I was hungover. Yes. We were all like super tired yes. and hungry and cold. <laughs> and then we go into this warm restaurant oh. and they're like, do you want a muffin? And I'm like, I'll eat anything. Yeah. That was amazing. Oh, cinnamon buns. Ooh, cinnamon buns. Yes, the cinnamon buns. Yeah. That was very good. We're so quirky. We're so guys, quirky. almost dying. Camping <laughs> <laughs> on the Oregon coast in February. In we're February. Yeah. We're so quirky. <laughs> Thank you.
These are the collectors, and these are their hobbies. Welcome to Hobby Collectors. Ian is going to share one of his all-time favorite hobbies with us and let you know how to get into it, if it's a good hobby for ADHDers, and how to avoid burnout. Let's yep. hear it. Yep, so it was it was a good, I'm making the fly fishing motion right now. Yeah, oh, that classic you, you fly would, fishing motion. Nobody, I know nothing about this. Nobody would know. Also, this is not a visual medium. Anyway, <laughs> so yeah, so I started fly fishing like not super long ago, but out in Oregon, I was very spoiled out there. It was like we were in Eugene, Oregon, and I was out of the military using my GI, GI Bill going to school and had a ton of time. So yeah, I started fly fishing. And in my due diligence and research of uh, fly fishing, um, I found that it went all the way back to England in the 13th century, which is pretty amazing. And then also the the first recorded use of like an artificial fly was in second century, which is pretty crazy of just like using feathers from animals to like have this little thing with a hook on it float and it would be used to catch mainly trout and uh, fish like that. Was that Egyptians using that? No, it wasn't. Who was it? Who was it? From what I saw, it like basically every continent at one point discovered fly fishing on their own, like over, like through history. I just don't want to give credit to white people first and foremost. You know? No, definitely the lamest is over here. They definitely here. copied from someone. We're just Absolutely. trying to figure out That's who. What I'm well, the coolest one that I saw was from there's this style called Tenkara from Japan mm. and they used to use bamboo rods as a fly a fly rod because it was like really flexible and strong and you really need to use like the flex in the rod to to really like push the line can i ask a dumb question yeah what do you got for those who don't do many animal based outdoor activities can you just give a quick once over on the difference between regular fishing and fly fishing yeah absolutely absolutely spin reel fishing as uh, is like the regular regular one. fishing yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. so so like you like i gotta get a notebook to write this down <laughs> no you no. do you need to remember this yeah exactly <laughs> this, this is useless information <laughs> <laughs> some one person is gonna appreciate this yeah that one person maybe yeah if, if you don't care then skip forward and if you want to get into fly fishing then listen up listen up so yeah so no i so fly fishing you use actually you use the the weight of the line is is like pretty decently heavy and so that's actually what you use to throw to like get the actual hook out and with spin spin reel fishing you use the weight of the hook to get it out so you kind of like launch it like that whereas with fly fishing you like you, it's very controlled and you kind of like make loops a loop forward and a loop behind you without like snagging you or your dog's ear. That was one time. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, the only thing I ever caught. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that is oh, facts. Lucy. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Lucy. Yeah, sorry, buddy. And so, like, so you're doing that like whip motion, basically, and do the yep. fish like just jump out? Totally. Yeah. Do they, that's a real thing. The fish fly out of the that water. That's sounds... why it's called fly fishing. Fish fly. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. So, so basically, yeah. So basically, you use. A million. That's this. This is one of the other cool things about fly fishing. Is there's literally it's infinite amount of knowledge. Like different places around the world, like different fish, different you know times of year, different styles of fishing. There's European fishing and there's the classic styles. So so really, like you would have uh, either a floater or a sinker, 
and each one represents a different stage in the life cycle of whatever insect is hatching right then, which is actually what that's what the actual fly is. So like a mosquito or stonefly. Yeah, stonefly. Yeah, there's there's a lot. They have them for like there's like you go to a fly fishing store and get like a little uh there's like a little mouse one that you can get for bass cuz they just they're just trash fish and they eat anything. There's like little frog ones that you can make like f- swim across the surface, but it's pretty cool. There's like and then so so that's like the the floating ones and then the sinking ones are like flies when they're in the like larval stage and oh. stuff like that. Oh. So it just kind of like gets kicked along the bottom of oh, the okay. water. Okay. Yeah. That that makes a lot of sense. Okay. Yeah, this might be too much information, but you know. I got a better, I got a better understanding. Yeah, so the, that's like the two, the two main. There's dry fly, dry fly, and wet fly. That's what a, a floater is: a dry fly, a sinker is a wet fly. That makes sense. Yeah, but if you wanted to get started, this is what you could do to do it cheaply. I bought a pair of waders, which are kind of necessary because you're gonna snag a lot of trees when you start out. But you can just get a used pair of waders on facebook marketplace or craigslist for 50 bucks like i did and you know they were semi waterproof but uh you know it's not like i was taking on water and yeah and i I got like we went to a yard sale actually and i got a pair of wading boots wading boots yeah big boots yeah those boots the big ones is there a name for them yeah wading i think it is wading boots yeah yeah i got those boots uh for a dollar and they were like definitely old as hell, and the plastic was falling apart. On a the dollar, a what dollar. a bargain! It was a bargain. I don't care if this it's, is exciting. I don't care if it's two sizes too big. <laughs> yes, All about them deals. Yeah, 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 deals, 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 deals. <laughs> anyway, put my blood, sweat, and farts into fly fishing. You did. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I got that stuff uh, pretty cheaply online, and then. This is this is the thing to to do is is to get the rod first because you can always tie a little piece of yarn on the end as a fly and you can go in a field and practice your casting, oh. which is the hardest part. But yeah, so I started out with um, the brand is Echo, and they have this model called it's like a base outfit kit or lift I think is the newer one. A lift kit. Lift kit. And that has literally everything. Like, you could go buy that right now and go catch a fish with it. Well, let's not make any false promises. I don't know about going catch a fish. Magically, a fish will appear on the end of it. (laughs) That's a guarantee. Guarantee. (laughs) Or your money back. Call Echo. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Or Echo will give you your money back. (laughs) Echo's going to call us. (laughs) Stop telling people that. If you had that, you'd you'd be pretty good to go. But, yeah, if you got that, it would have the rod, the reel, the backing, the fly line, which is the actual part that you kind of want to spend a little bit of money on. And then you would buy tippet, which goes on the front, and then you tie your flies onto the tippet. I like the word tippet. Tippet. I know there's... Tippet. There's a lot of really cool words. When I was trying to learn how to tie flies, they have a cool thing called a bobbin. Oh, we just talked about bobbins. Bobbins. <laughs> for, for needle pointing. For oh, yeah. 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 Got to get your bobbin. You know, TikTok has a lot of... You know, my TikTok algorithm is real messed up, but like every once in a while, I'll see like the fly fishing where they like make the little lures. Cool, 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 yeah. cool. It's what turned me off of fly fishing. But... It was your uh, downfall. Yeah, it was. I took on too much. 
Yeah. Yeah. They are, that is very hard. And I have like some sausage fingers. Uh, So trying to do that with like a, you know, magnifying glass and all that. Is that, so you burnt out of this hobby? Yeah. Tell us about your burnout. Well, it was harder. It was a lot harder to go fishing in Maine because the rivers are all dammed up around here. And so you really, to really, I mean, Maine has like some pretty world class or like some, you know, really, really good fly fishing for the country. But you have to drive like pretty far north. So it's like definitely like an all day slash weekend thing. But I'm ready. I feel I feel prepared. <laughs> I feel like I've done all my research and I'm ready to go. Oh, and last thing. If you if you do this and you get the the fly rod and, and all the, the setup and you really want to get into this, I would hundred percent recommend buying a book on how to read the water and where to go. Because that was really hard for me is you know, you can go, you can just go find a brook or whatever, you know, some moving water somewhere, but to, to really like know where to go and certain things are, it's really, really good to learn and you'll catch more fish. So do you think this is a good hobby for ADHDers? Yes. Big time. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, the, it's, you're not just saying that because you want more people to do your hobby with you. Like I No, I want less do. people to do this hobby because I don't want to share the river with them, oh. but no, I'm just kidding. No, I do. I think I think it is really good because there's so much to know, but also it's hard because there's so much to know, mm. you know? <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, it, I I mean, you really you really do have to like kind of commit to it and and that's what that's why I mean that's it was very easy to do in Oregon because we were 20 minutes from like the Mackenzie River, which is like known around the world for fly fishing and there's like you're surrounded by like 8,000 foot mountains and it's, it's amazing cool thank you for sharing your hobby yep. I'm ready to go I just gotta get some waders <laughs> more for fashion than anything I'll see you out there friend I'll, I'll be the one <laughs> drowning <laughs> alright thanks for sharing your hobby yeah and if any of you fly fish or you want to get into fly fishing you can email us at weirdsofafeather at gmail.com Ian and I live together so I can pass on any messages to him also, see the show notes for all kinds of good resources on fly fishing. Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. Try it out. Are you ready? That was really strange. <laughs> Are you ready? <laughs> Very like a constipated DJ. Yes. <laughs> DJ constipation. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for alternative segments. Alternative segments. How did no one catch this edition? <laughs> This alternative segment, we were going to talk about little things that happened in the past that, looking back, how did no one catch this? How could no one tell that we were neurodivergent? <laughs> All right, Kristen, how did no one catch this for you? Let me take you back to first grade where my parents signed me up for softball. Big mistake. Uh, <laughs> during my first game, they were like, oh, it's our first game. Put her in the outfield because she doesn't know what she's doing. And... Boy, oh boy, did I not pay attention. I was picking dandelions. I did a cartwheel. I like rolled in the grass, my mom told me. Just staying warmed up. Yeah. And so they're like, okay, all right, next inning, let's put her in the infield. She's clearly like bored. Um, she needs to pay attention. So the coach is like, you're going to go infield this time. And I was like, okay. I found a stick. Why is there a stick on the field? I found one. Play it in the, I like wrote my name in the dirt. I successfully embarrassed my dad. You know, just a real shame to the family. Um, and needless to say, that was my only year of softball. <laughs> the end. 
I like how they're like, oh, she must just be getting bored. She clearly isn't yeah. being tested enough. Her skills aren't being put to use. So yeah. We better give her more stuff to do. More stimulation. Yeah. No, psych. I found my own game. I drew my name in the dirt, and my mom said I even like sat down in the dirt, and my dad was like. <laughs> Watch the game. He's like, watch the game. Watch the game. And, you know, not saying that my brother was a baseball prodigy, but he he did pretty well in, like, double-A league or whatever. And and they're like, oh, maybe she'll do well, too. Faults. You showed them. Yeah. They, my dad's just like, we're not. She's This is her last year. She cannot come back. I don't I think, and I would, like, purposely, like, just not swing because I just, I was like, I'm over this. <laughs> And so they, my dad's like, just swing, just swing. And I'm like, ah, I'd rather not. And I just like would stay there. And they're like, you're out. And I'm like, okay, cool. And I just. <laughs> More time in the dirt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> More time in the dirt. I got a stick waiting for me yeah. at second base. <laughs> Gotta get back to my stick. <laughs> uh, yeah, how did no one catch that? Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. Kristen's, Kristen's not really paying attention in the outfield. So let's put her in a position where she needs to pay attention more. Yeah, it didn't happen. Even if or it was more. an exciting part of the game, I was just like, you know, that saying like off in left field. I was off in infield doing my own thing. <laughs> How did no one catch that? Anyway, Seriously. Grace, why don't you share your story? <laughs> okay, I don't Grace know what moves? accent this is. Yeah, it's Ro Bobbert. Different. <laughs> Bobbert with an accent. Yeah. Grace Bobbert. Grace Bobbert. <laughs> For mine, um, I recently found a preschool report card from a day when we went to the Discovery Zone. Shout out to the Discovery Zone. <laughs> oh my God, I had every birthday party of my childhood there. It was amazing. That place was so cool. And it got closed down because it wasn't clean. Well, I also That's think they tried, the to, they tried to expand too fast. Oh. <laughs> um, but, but you, know, you know that classic, uh, classic. arcade thing to yes. expand too fast. Daisy, Discovery Zone, that's the place where I want to go, is the theme song on the commercial. <laughs> nice. Was it? It really <laughs> was, yeah. Good memory. So for those of you who didn't grow up in Portland in the 90s, Discovery Zone was like a indoor play place slash like fun zone it was like jokers which also if you're not from portland from which the is 90s, also in portland yeah, yeah also a local <laughs> yeah. place we need to know both of them yeah you know it's like jokers <laughs> it's like portland jokers family fun and games for, for the, the kid in you, you. <laughs> so this report card from our day at discovery zone <laughs> said grace loved the bathroom at discovery zone because they had nice music piped in <laughs> So I'm at this indoor play place, and my favorite thing that I thought was worth mentioning, the best thing about this trip, was I was just having a good time listening to the music in the bathroom. It's truly, how did no one catch this? Why Why is music being piped in? What does that mean? I don't know. Just it's playing just like music in the bathroom. The the style the of de- delivery. Yeah, I think it was like this little report card was really written in like a anecdotal limerick type style so it's actually a haiku (laughs) grace loved the bathroom at discovery zone (laughs) i gotta check your syllables on that one (laughs) all right Um, ian ian you're up yep how did no one catch this oh i don't know but uh i just found out about this one my mom just told us this one the other day it was pretty funny she amazing started with yeah, Ian never really was uh, in the center of things at a birthday party. He just really liked to stay on the outskirts and, you know, just, you know, where wherever there was a crowd, I'd be on the outskirts, basically, because I don't really like the spotlight, personally. But I guess uh, <laughs> as my birthdays, not my birthday, but other people's birthdays, going to other people's birthday parties progressed through the years, 
there was one time one of my friends had their birthday at like a gym, like with bounce beams and a foam pit and rope swing. That's a sweet birthday party. Yeah, right? It sounds cool as hell. But Ian Powell wants to stand behind the glass outside. I don't know what's up with that. So but you did no gymnastics. You just watched the other kids doing gymnastics. Yes. <laughs> you asked your From mom. From a safe distance. You, <laughs> <laughs> you asked your mom, can we go outside and just watch the party through the window? Yeah. <laughs> like where I imagine people's parents, like kids' parents would watch them. They're like drinking coffee outside <laughs> being like, oh, Jimmy doesn't look well. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. you're like, yeah, tell me about it. I mean, what else? balance beam's way off. <laughs> it's way quieter out there. They got vending machines. <laughs> and what did you tell her at the end of this party? Oh, I had an awesome time. <laughs> and she, she was like, then it was all worth it. <laughs> oh, my God. That's, yeah. a, that's adorable. Yeah. Good times. Yep. Uh, how did no one catch that? How did no one catch that? I mean, I guess they did catch yours eventually, but... <laughs> Probably because I was hiding behind the glass. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and now we're taking you into our final segments, the one you've all been waiting for. With baby breath. Yes. Pizza secrets. Tell me your secrets. Pizza secrets. Nice. Pizza secrets. Whoa. It's nice to have a baritone. All right, Kristen, tell us your pizza secret. So here's one. I think I've told this to a couple people, but for the public, I accidentally chose my college major as a biochemistry major. I guess, and how this all went down, still a little unclear to me, but um, I guess when you have to, when you pick your, you have to like apply to college and then you pick your biochem, your, your major. And what I'm guessing happened is biochemistry and biology are very, close together and I probably just picked biochemistry by accident make it trying to pick biology and then going to orientation I show up and and I like look for my name and I get in the right group and it's a really small group surprise surprise not a lot of people want to be a biochemist and the guy running the orientation for the biochemistry majors was like welcome to biochemistry this is a really hard major and 30% of you are going to drop out or switch majors by the end of the semester. And I was like, that's going to be me. I don't belong here. I thought I was in biology. And he's like, what's your name? And I told him my name and he's like, nope, you're supposed to be here. And I was like, I would like to not be here. I'd like to be with those people. Those people are looking at plants. They look great. They look really fun. This looks intense. I am not ready for this. And they're like, you're here. Get ready to learn. And I was like, oh, and anyway, I, my biochemistry, my bachelor's in science and biochemistry. By Welcome accident. to biochemistry boot camp. <laughs> That's exactly how it was. He was like so hardcore. And then, you know, lo and behold, here I am, not using my major. Yep, we all know that story. Yeah. <laughs> so, pizza secret. Oh, pickle. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Ian, Ooh, tell us your pizza secret. Oh, boy. All right, I need to <laughs> preface this with uh, sorry, gritties. <laughs> So this is probably where it all started. This, this is just the the underlying problem with this whole thing. But uh, my best friend, Brendan, got me a job at a brewery gift shop that he was the manager of. There was There's this awesome, if you're ever in Portland, if you're not from around here, definitely got to check out Gritty McDuff's. Definitely some of the best beer in Portland. That's debatable. <laughs> okay. Okay. Definitely my favorite beer. Okay. okay. I, 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 I agree with that statement. That it's your favorite beer. <laughs> yeah. I agree that it's your favorite. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a, it's a brewery. It's like a, a small brew pub in Portland, downtown, like in the Old Port. 
And right next door is this little uh, gift shop that sells like cases of beer and t-shirts and stuff like that called the Brutique. That's really clever. Clever, clever, right? It would basically be like one person in there. And, you know, you'd, you'd do like open to close or like pretty close to it. So one morning I go in and and uh, and open up and everything, like get the cash register going and all that stuff. And I'm um, just kind of hanging out. Just, you know, it's really slow that day. It's pretty boring. And day goes on, have lunch, you know. I think we had one customer that day. But come to find out, I forgot to turn the uh, close sign around <laughs> and turn the lights on. <laughs> so it looked super dark, and it very clearly was super closed. Um, how did that one customer get in? Yeah, what's their deal? Yeah, they're yeah, like, I, I really know. need a T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, I see apparently. a man sitting yeah. in there at the cash register. <laughs> yeah. Just check me out, right? Yeah. Must be open. Yeah, I force his way in. Yeah. That was my... Uh... Pizza secret. Pizza secret. <laughs> but sorry, Gritties. Yeah. Probably not the worst thing you did. It happens. Yeah. yeah. All right. My pizza secret is one that is also kind of Ian's pizza secret. Sorry, I'm sharing our snake shame. That's secrets. <laughs> secrets out. So I talked last week. Snakes out of the bag. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I talked last week about how I've owned three pet snakes as an adult. Our first pet snake, Sully. What's up, Sully? And arguably the best. Yes. The most well-behaved snake. Yes. <laughs> he was a corn snake. Uh, he's near and dear to our hearts. We miss you every day. He was a sweet little pea. Very, very tiny little snake. And we had him for about, I don't know, two or three months in our first apartment where we lived together in Virginia. And then one day he escaped from his cage, and we never found him again. We looked and looked, but snakes are notorious escape artists. So he got out of his cage, and that was probably in, like, November. We didn't know what to do. We ended up getting another snake. So about, you know, six months later or however long, we're getting ready to move out. And by that point, our really sweet landlord, Bernie, had sold our building to a dick landlord who was just kind of an asshole. And we cleared everything out of the apartment and we're going through like the final check with him. We never mentioned the snake that there, hey, there may be a loose snake in this apartment. (laughs) Watch out for loose snakes. (laughs) Yeah, we decided to keep that to ourselves. And he actually, I don't even know how it came up, but he started telling us a story about. No, we had an empty terrarium on the counter. No, I think we had Constantine. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because we brought Constantine back to Maine. Yeah. Yeah. And so he saw our snake and he was like, oh, I have a funny story about a story about a snake when I was little. I had a snake and my mother was terrified of them and it got out of its cage and it like went up into the ceiling and then it popped down at her and she was like all traumatized. And Ian and I are listening to him tell the story, like knowing that we also let, yeah. let a snake loose or he got out in this apartment. Like it's well, about was, to happen again. Yeah. I was just thinking like very clearly there's no snake missing in here because ours is in its tank. <laughs> Yeah, so we were just kind of looking at each other like, oh, yeah, haha, that's a funny story. Can you imagine if that yeah. happened? <laughs> Could you imagine if sucked. all of a sudden it like pops down again and yeah. he's like, oh, childhood trauma? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so we just let him tell that story. And we, never, <laughs> we never chimed in with like, oh, yeah, that also happened here. Bye. <laughs> Keep an eye out. Yeah. So, yes, we let, uh, there may still be a loose snake living in that apartment somewhere. Yeah, if you live in Virginia, watch out for loose snakes. <laughs> He was a nice boy, though. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He used to hang out in my pocket and watch TV. Oh. Yeah. Got a snake in your pocket? <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> uh, so that's my pizza secret. Pizza secret. Pizza secret. Whoa. <laughs> so if 
you enjoyed this podcast and you're wanting more, continue to follow us, like, and subscribe. Leave us a five-star review. We love reviews. We read them, too. It's not like we just, like, don't read them. We read them and we take them very seriously. You can follow us on all the socials. We're on TikTok. We're making TikToks. It's difficult. But we're doing it. It's at Weirds of the Feather. Same with the IG at Weirds of the Feather. We update it routinely. And with every episode that comes out on the podcast, we have, like, a little little pictures of our past lives. Yeah, what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you to our first guest, Ian. Thanks for joining us in the studio. Thank you, Ian. It was an honor to be here and be your first guest. Yeah, for, I think that went For both well. of you. I consider you both family, so it was cool. Well, Aww. I would hope you consider me your family. <laughs> <laughs> You're like a wife to me. Trying, yeah. <laughs> no matter what I would say for that, <laughs> it, w- it wouldn't have gone well, yes. so... <laughs> Kristen, you're like a sister, and Grace, you're like a wife. <laughs> you. Love you both. <laughs> we love you. Yeah, thank you. Love you, Ian. You did a great job. Tall on red. That was fun. Yeah, yeah tall red. Yeah, we'll and, also uh, post a picture. Of tall red. Yeah, and yeah. Check compared out, to the regular red. Check out, uh, check out uh, Peak Builders. Give us a follow if you if you want for all your van and finished carpentry needs. Yeah, nice. Right. Good yeah. shout out. All right, we will be back next week with an episode, Just the Two of Us. Just the Two, just just the the two, two of us. us. No, not you. <laughs> <laughs> not you, Guillermo. <laughs> just Two of Us, where I get to uh, talk at you about wine. I'm really excited, and no one else is. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty accurate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, we will talk to you next week. Uh, Bye. You next week. Bye. Caca. Do your bird sounds. Ah! Oh! oh. Okay. Oh. That's a fun one. Nice. Ah! Okay. <laughs> 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 no, wrong. <That's> <laughs>